Hey, what's up? It's your bro, Mario Escobedo, and you're listening to the Christian Bro Code Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 3. Focus on what you can become, not on what you currently are. Here lately, I've been thinking a lot about the Christian Bro Code Podcast and the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. By the way, in case you didn't know, there is a Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. Go check it out for additional content. And I've been thinking about what is it that I want to do in the Christian Bro Code podcast and YouTube channel? What's what's the purpose? What's the what and the why behind the podcast and the YouTube channel? And here's, I've tried to express it in different ways throughout the months that I've been doing the podcast and more recently the YouTube channel. Uh, I've talked a lot about advancing your spiritual growth, taking steps of spiritual growth, but I want to define that even more specifically. And here's here's the what of the Christian Bro Code podcast and YouTube channel. The what is this. The Christian Bro Code podcast and YouTube channel is all about learning how to grow as a disciple of Jesus. Learning how to grow as a disciple of Jesus. That's that's the what. That's what it's about. Now, the why. Why learn to grow as a disciple of Jesus? Well, the why for me is, is this. I want to learn to grow as a disciple of Jesus in order for me to live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. Grow as a disciple in order to live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. So that whether I'm at home with my family, in my neighborhood, in my community, at my church, at work, wherever I happen to be, I want to live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. And I think that the best way to achieve that is by growing as a disciple of Jesus. And so recently on the YouTube channel, especially, I've been doing some videos and some teachings on discipleship and specifically focusing on the Gospel of Mark and uh, trying to figure out some things about what Jesus did and what I can do as his disciple to imitate him because uh, I want to be a disciple of Jesus. And, and I've been learning quite a bit, and I'm sharing that stuff with you in the YouTube channel, and now obviously once a month here on the podcast. And what I want to do in this episode right now is talk about something very foundational, very important to growing as a disciple of Jesus in order to live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. And I want to focus on a passage that takes place near the beginning of Jesus's ministry. It's in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. I'm really just going to look at verses 18 and 19, but the whole passage is 18 through 22. This is when Jesus calls his first disciples. I'm talking about Peter, I'm talking about Andrew, I'm talking about James and John. When Jesus calls them, some very important things and very interesting things that take place when Jesus calls his first disciples that I think that if, if, if we look at them and we find ways to apply them to our lives right now, we'll learn how to grow as disciples of Jesus so that we can live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. So when I'm, when I'm looking at these passages, of course, I'm looking, first of all, to discover what it meant for them then and there, but I definitely want to build a bridge so that I can apply the truth that I learned from these passages to me in the here and the now. A Christian bro in the 21st century, living in Texas, who wants to grow as a disciple of Jesus. So let's let's dive into the passage. Again, this is Matthew chapter 4, and I'm just going to read verses 18 and 19. And I, I may allude to verses 21 and 22, but I'm, I'm going to be focusing on 18 and 19. Here's, here's what it says. And by the way, by this point, Jesus has uh, already been baptized by John the Baptist. Jesus has already spent 40 days in the wilderness. He was already tempted. And he started to preach a little bit, not a whole lot, but he's already started to preach. In fact, in Matthew chapter 4, verse uh, 17, uh, it says that he was starting to preach by saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then we jump to verse 18, and this is what it says. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, 
he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. And they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I'm going to stop there. Jesus does something almost identical with James and John. But I want to focus on a few things right here, and especially where Jesus says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And again, I started off at the top of the episode talking about this. Focus on what you can become, not on what you currently are. And the reason I say that is because I think that Jesus in this episode was doing exactly that with his disciples. He was focusing on what they could become, not on what they currently were. So let's look at a few things. The first things he says, or the first thing he says to his disciples is, follow me. Now, that's that's interesting right there, because that, that was pretty typical in that day for a rabbi to say to a potential disciple, follow me. Now, what's interesting, now, I'm, I'm not Jewish, so I don't know the customs uh, with any great detail, but my understanding is this, that a potential disciple would approach a rabbi and ask that rabbi, if he could be his disciple. Will you be my rabbi? Could I be your disciple? It was the disciple who would approach the rabbi. Here you see something completely different. Here you have Jesus approaching the potential disciples and telling them, follow me. The other thing I find very interesting here is that by this point in their lives, Peter and Andrew and also James and John were fishermen. What does this tell us? This tells us that they were past the age that the opportunity for them to be disciples of a rabbi had already passed. Because in Jewish custom, as I understand it, there was a certain age at which a young man would approach a rabbi to ask if he would be his rabbi and if he could be his disciple. And it was only those men who showed promise and potential to study under a rabbi. So the fact that we have these men and that they're fishermen tells us this, they probably didn't have what it took to become disciples of a rabbi, and they were past the age of looking for a rabbi to be his disciple. And typically, if if a a young man didn't kind of cut the mustard to be a rabbi's disciple, well, then he had to find another vocation, and typically that would be the vocation of his father. And so in this case, when the Bible says they were fishermen, it's telling us quite a bit. It's telling us they've followed the vocation of their father, They didn't have what it took to find a rabbi, or maybe they didn't even try to find a rabbi because they, I mean, they just couldn't do it. They were past the age or the time of opportunity to be disciples of a rabbi. And that's interesting to me because you couple that with the fact that Jesus looked for them. Jesus called them. He, He flipped the script. He didn't wait for people to come to him looking to be his disciples Rather, he sought out disciples, and more than that, he sought out, at least here in this passage, four men who presumably were past the age or the time of opportunity to be the disciples of a rabbi. Now, this this makes a lot of sense to me, and it gives me quite a bit of hope as a Christian bro in the 21st century who wants to grow as a disciple of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus very easily could have gone to those younger men who had the potential and the qualifications and the characteristics of disciples of a noted rabbi, he could have gone looking for them and asked them to follow him, but he didn't do that. He went with someone who was already in a, locked into a vocation, the vocation of his father, that of a fisherman. He, he, he went to them. He went to those who, we might say, were already disqualified, were already past the age and the time of opportunity for being disciples. Jesus went after them. That tells me 
that there's hope for me to be a disciple of Jesus. That that the the age and the time of opportunity for me to be a disciple of Jesus, that window hasn't closed. I can still be a disciple of Jesus, and I can grow as a disciple of Jesus. That window of opportunity is still open, and Jesus, I think, is still calling men and women to follow him and to be disciples. Now, the other thing I take away from this, very important, and this is, again, this I'm, I'm going to go back to how I started this at the top of the episode, and, and this is really the big idea for this episode. Focus on what you can become, not on what you currently are, because that's what Jesus did here in this case. Here's what I mean. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I want you to notice, Jesus is using the language of outcome. He's talking about results. He's talking about outcome. He says, I will make you fishers of men. At this point in their lives, Peter and Andrew had really no notion of what it would mean to follow Jesus and what the outcome would be. But notice what Jesus does. He uses the language of outcome and result. If you follow me, this is what you will become. If, if you make the decision to follow me, here is what you can become. Now, I can envision Jesus sort of standing in an undefined future, an unspecified future of the disciples, and seeing, of course, because he was, he was God incarnate, but he was able to see what the disciples were going to become. The disciples couldn't see it yet. The disciples had no notion in the present, when Jesus was calling them, they had no notion of what they could become. They only knew what they were. Jesus was looking beyond that. He was looking to what they could become. He wasn't necessarily looking at what they currently were. He was looking at outcome. Here is what you can become if you heed this call and if you decide to follow me. Here is what you can become. Jesus is speaking the language of outcome. Jesus was speaking the language of here's what you can become. I'm not really interested at this point in what you currently are. When you think about that, that that's pretty incredible because look, along with that, notice, I'm going to focus on this. Jesus was speaking the language of outcome, not the language of task. Let that sink in for just a second. He was speaking the language of outcome, not the language of task. Again, he was telling them what they could become. He wasn't telling them what they were going to have to do. He didn't start laying out all the different things they were going to have to do. He wasn't laying out all the different tasks they were going to have to accomplish in order to be his disciples. He was speaking the language of outcome, not the language of task. Notice what Jesus did. He didn't start by saying, okay, if you want to be my disciples, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to learn this. You're going to have to leave this. You're going to have that. He didn't start giving them a list of tasks he didn't give them a to-do list. He spoke the language of outcome. He never said, here's what you're going to have to do. He said, this is what you're going to become. And that's important. Now, I'm not saying that the disciples weren't going to have to do anything. Of course they were. Of course they were going to have to do stuff. Of course they were going to have to learn a whole bunch of stuff. There were definitely going to be many, many tasks along the way to becoming fishers of men along the way to becoming disciples of Jesus. Now, pardon me why I take a little sip of water here. There were going to be many tasks that they were going to have to do. No doubt. 
But Jesus wasn't focusing on that when he called them. He was looking down the road to talk about what they could become. Focus on what you can become, not on what you currently are, because that's what Jesus did with the disciples. And I, I believe that that's what Jesus continues to do with us today. See, our tendency as Christian bros living in the 21st century, when we think about being disciples of Jesus, we tend to focus on all the things we would have to do when Jesus is calling us to focus on what he can make us become. And that, that's important because Jesus said, I will make you. He said nothing about what you are going to become on your own. He's not talking the language of this is what you can do on your own. This is what you're going to accomplish on your own. No, throughout he's talking, this is what I am going to make you. See, as we, as we take up this call, as we respond to the call, we heed the call to become disciples of Jesus, we understand that it's Jesus who's going to make us into disciples, that there's nothing we can do in and of ourselves to become the disciples that Jesus wants us to become. It's, it's what he's going to make us into. If we follow him, he will make us into fishers of men. He will transform us in order to produce that outcome that he sees for us that we currently can't see. And, and I understand, it's, it, for us as, as Christian bros, we, we focus on, on the task, on what's, what's ahead of us right now. And, and for sure, there's a certain element that tells us we have to do that. I mean, you can't ignore what you have to do right now, what's currently right in front of you. I mean, if you ignore that, then all you're doing is, is dreaming, right? It's just pie in, the chi, pie in the sky kind of stuff. You can't ignore what you have to do to right now. But your, your focus, if your focus is on what you have to do right now, the task or the tasks that you have to focus on right now, that's going to lead to frustration, discouragement. You're going to feel overwhelmed because there is a lot to do in order to become disciples of Jesus. And if we focus on the task, it's going to overwhelm us. And, and chances are that we may even abandon this journey or this quest to become disciples of Jesus. So Jesus didn't focus on task. He focused on outcome, on result. He didn't tell them, here's what you're going to have to do. He talked to them about what they were going to become. And so as I'm thinking about this, and my personal journey right now, this quest to rediscover discipleship, I'm, I'm trying to recalibrate and I'm trying to re, reorient my mind and my thinking to move away from everything I feel I have to do in order to be a disciple. And instead, I want to try as best as I can to look down the road to what Jesus can make me become when I decide to be his disciple. And I, I think that's that's a paradigm shift for sure for me. And I think that's a very different way, a very challenging way for many of us to think about discipleship and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, because I do think that our minds would instinctively go to what I have to do rather than what can I become. And, and my, my word of encouragement to you, and, and I'll say it again, here's what I've been saying throughout. Here's the big idea. Look at what you can become, focus on what you, you can become, and not so much on what you currently are. Because Jesus focuses on what you can become, not so much on what you currently are. And, and 
I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I, I wrote this earlier today as I was preparing to, to record this episode. If, if you focus, look, here's, here's how, I'm just going to read it exactly how I wrote it. You won't buckle under the weight of what you have to do when what you can become is clear. If you're absolutely clear about what you can become in Jesus, what he can make you become, if you're clear on that, then all the things that you will end up having to do, because you will have to do stuff, they won't be as burdensome because what your focus is on is on what you can become. Now, notice I didn't say that things are going to be easier. No. I didn't say that there's going to be less to do. No. I'm just saying that when you focus on the outcome, you focused on the vision, you, you focus on that, then all the things that you have to do, you can say, okay, if this is what I have to do in order to become, then I'll do it. Because Jesus has shown me what I can become. I've caught a glimpse of what I can become. And, and what I have to do, okay, it, it's worth doing it for what I can become. If Jesus has given me a glimpse of what I can become, I will sacrifice, I will work, I will struggle for what I have to do because the reward, the outcome, what I can become is far greater than the sacrifice I'll have to invest in what I have to do right now. And really what, what, I, what I think Jesus was doing, Jesus was a great leader. I have to say, Jesus was the great leader, and, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, he's the son of God and we have to say that kind of stuff. No, I, I think Jesus was a great leader. Now, give me just a second, take another sip of water. My, my voice is kind of hoarse right now, uh, but, but just dwell on that for just a second. Jesus was a great leader, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, nice sip of water. Um, Jesus was a great leader because he focused on outcome. Jesus was a great leader because right now, you know what Jesus is doing? In these verses, you know what he did? He was casting vision. He was casting vision to the disciples. While they were casting nets, he was casting vision. And, and he, was going to, he was going to remove them from casting nets. And the way he was doing that was by casting vision in front of them, by telling them, here is what you can become. I will make you fishers of men. I'm going to do this. Here's the outcome. Ignore the tasks. For now, don't focus on the task. I want you to focus on what you can become. And I'll, and I'll say this again. When you think about and when you're clear about what it is that you can become in Christ, when you heed the call to be his disciple, the weight, the burden of what you have to do becomes bearable. You won't buckle. You won't collapse under the pressure, under the weight under the difficulty of what you have to do in order to become. But it all starts with being clear on what it is that Jesus can make you become. And in this case, it's fishers of men. In this case, it's disciples of his that make other disciples. And so as I, as I think about this and I tie this in to this journey, this quest that I'm on right now to rediscover discipleship and and how I can express that in the podcast and on the YouTube channel, I think about it. It makes sense to want to strive to grow as a disciple of Jesus so that I can live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. Because I know, I just have to believe that if I grow as a disciple of Jesus, 
the practical expression of my growth as a disciple of Jesus will be that I will live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. Th- that has to be the outcome. Th- there can't be another outcome. Things can't be worse, right? That makes no sense. If I grow as a disciple, my life isn't going to be worse. I'm not saying it's going to be easier. If anything, it's going to be more difficult, but it certainly is not going to be worse. So I'm looking at the outcome, and it makes sense. If I learn to grow as a disciple of Jesus, I will be able to live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. In my home, in my marriage, as a, as a father, where I work, in my neighborhood, when I'm at the grocery store, when I'm at the, the hardware store, doesn't matter. When I grow as a disciple, the outcome will be that I will live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. Now, I'm going to point one last thing out. This is kind of just parenthetical here. But Jesus, I, I think in Matthew chapter 28, verse 16, uh, 16 through 19, the Great Commission, I think Jesus reiterates what he said here in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. He says it differently. He says it in a way that the disciples can understand. Notice that right here in verses 18 and 19, he's still talking to fishermen. So he speaks the language of a fisherman, right? Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. In the Great Commission, Jesus pretty much said the same thing, but now he changed the language because the disciples could handle the new language. And in Matthew 28, in the Great Commission, 16 and following, he says, now go and make disciples of the world of all nations. Now imagine if at the time that Jesus called the disciples in Matthew chapter 4, imagine if he had used the language of Matthew 28 with the disciples in Matthew chapter 4. Imagine if at the call in Matthew chapter 4, when he approaches them here by the Sea of Galilee, imagine if he had told them, follow me and you're going to make disciples of the nations. I think that is, I mean, my response would have been, listen, you look like a nice guy but I'm just a fisherman. You're kind of asking a bit too much right now. I'm a fisherman. Thanks, but no thanks. I appreciate the opportunity, but making disciples of all nations, that's kind of a big thing, right? And I, I just don't think I'm up to the task. So Jesus didn't, he knew the outcome. He knew he wanted them to make disciples of all, of all nations, but they weren't ready for that yet in Matthew chapter four. So he spoke language. It was still the language of outcome, but in a way that they could understand, I'm going to make you fishers of men. But after they spent three and a half years with him, they saw him do miracles, they heard his teachings, he discipled them. Then he pretty much tells them the same thing, but now he uses language that that, that they can that they've grown into. They've grown into the language of him being able to tell them now, go and make disciples of all nations. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we can do that. And I can imagine Jesus saying, look, I'm telling you the same thing. You're now going to go out and be fishers of men. I'm just using language that you've grown into now. Go and make disciples of all nations. And I say that because depending on where you are right now in your your walk, your journey, in growing as a disciple of Jesus, Jesus is going to speak to you in a language that you can understand. He already knows the outcome down the road, what he wants to make you become, but he's going to speak to you in a language that you can currently handle and currently understand. But he already knows what he wants to make you become. And down the road, He's going to tell you the same thing he's telling you right now, but he's going to use language that you have grown into. Because right now, he might be telling you something like, I, 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 want you, I just want you to, 
to be helpful at the church. When he's really telling you, I want you to start a men's ministry at the church. He can't tell you that right now. That'll that'll blow you away. That'll that'll be your thanks, but no thanks. So right now he's probably just telling you, hey, you know, why don't you just go set out some chairs right now? Why don't you just help the pastor cut the grass or whatever? He's using language right now that you can understand, but he's already thinking down the road about what he's going to make you become. And I, I'd have to say that he has big plans in store for all of us. And it's all going to start with whether we will heed the call to be disciples or not. Jesus cannot make us become anything if we do not answer the call to follow him. That's where it's going to start. But I'll leave you with this again. Reiterate the big idea. Focus on what you can become, not on what you currently are. Well, that's it for this episode. I produce a new episode the first Monday of every month. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this. Let's continue to grow as disciples of Jesus so that we can live, love, and lead in a way that honors God. Until next time, bro, God bless.